Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. He is Kyle. I am Ben. And Kyle, all-stars are being all-stars in a most important time, which is down the stretch to close out the playoffs with that magic number now reaching two. Yeah, all-stars are showing as all-stars. And I know we talked about Orlando Arcia, Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, those guys Three of the all-stars is making a big difference, but a guy that we didn't really talk about, Bryce Elder, another guy that it was an all-star that's making a huge difference. 12 and 4, 338 ERA. He's doing a great job this year. Elder and of course uh Riley. Riley has not been as hot as of late, but he's done some little things to get the job done. You saw it in the uh third game of the series against the Phillies, which was a double play that ended up getting him out of the tenth. Uh, went after Raziel, uh Iglesias blew a save and so our save opportunity. So, uh, it, you know, all these guys are stepping up. And Ozzy, you take away some of his injuries. I know that Braves today did an article and we talked about maybe his defense sitting there, but he's a type guy that you still want as a leader on the field, in the clubhouse, and in the dugout at all times. Yeah, we mentioned that in the Discord. We were talking about Ozzy. His impact is great on the field, but he – it, his impact may be even more off the field as far as chemistry-wise and as far as confidence level, especially with a guy like Ronald Acuna. And the way they gel, they play so well together. And you can go back and look at the stats from last year for Ronald. When Ozzy got hurt, he was kind of in the funk for a little while. Yeah. I You mentioned Ronald. And another number, another milestone, another reason to put a notch on his belt as far as the MVP is concerned. I know that everybody's still kind of going back and forth between he and Mookie. You know, here's the funny part about that is people like us that follow baseball, Mookie's still having a good year, but he's not in the conversation every single time he steps to the plate like somebody like Acuna is for the Braves. And I think that's even proven in this Philly series is he's getting the Chipper Jones treatment. He's getting the boos, man. The boo birds are coming out on the road. That's how you know you're great when you play against a rival team and you're getting the boo birds. And like you said, that was the first thing I thought of was this is just adding to the MVP resume that he's putting up because we've never had a 40-70 player and we're really close to having one, and there may never be one again as far as we know, or Cooney could just do it next year. That's just the talent level that he has and what separates him from everyone else. You know, and that's funny because he surpassed Dale Murphy on the uh, most runs scored list, uh, you know, by a Brave, and that's uh, uh, that's in the modern era, if they say. I don't know when you start referring to 1900 exactly how modern that is. Uh, since neither you nor I nor our great-grandparents were around during that time. But yeah, <laughs> that's considered the quote-unquote modern era. Uh, you mentioned Arcia, and I think that one thing that goes unnoticed, he's had some untimely, you know, maybe an error here or two, especially his last couple of series. But for the most part, solid defensively, and he seems like a guy that when he comes up to the plate towards the end of the game, you even saw it in game three against the Phillies, uh, he 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 rode one all the way to, to to the warning track, and he just seems to step up. He, Eddie Rosario. I mean, we've talked about Rosario's defensive woes and Pilar probably being a little better, but still, those two guys, as far as being at the plate, that's who you want, especially at the bottom of your lineup. They're just as dangerous as some of the guys at the top. That's right, and you know we talked about Pilar and how he really needed some more at bats heading into the postseason mm -hmm. because he's one of those guys that. We're going to need a bench asset. We're going to need a bat off of the bench to come in and try to give us a Jock Peterson-esque moment. Yeah. And Kevin Pillar is a guy that I believe could probably get that done. 
And Arcia, there was a lot of question marks around the shortstop position going into this year. And boy, has he surpassed every single thing that we have thought of him, just like our first baseman. And I'll let you do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to him here in a little bit because uh, I was talking about that magic number earlier and it getting smaller and smaller by the day. Uh, of course, we're down to two, as we've already mentioned. Uh, as soon as this pod drops, it could be even better by the time the next pod drops on Friday. We shall see. Uh, so home field is now what we're looking for next because it seems like between now and the end of the season, we should grab the two the Braves should as far as the division is concerned. Uh, plans for the next week, probably, I'm assuming it, it you know, may not get the final game of the series against Philly, but with the next two series coming up with the uh, with the Marlins and then hopefully back home against the Phillies, at least some sort of win or Philly loss will take place. And what are the, you know, being under 20 games, uh, 18 now, I think is where we are, 17, and uh, remaining in the season, any idea like load management-wise what you think these guys – we talked about that a little bit last time, but now it's becoming more evident. You mentioning Pilar right there, and you see some other guys that – uh, we've seen come off the bench here as of late that I honestly had kind of forgotten that we're even going to be out there, but uh, used them for base running and everything else. So will we see some load management coming down the stretch these last couple of weeks or let some of these guys like Acuna, like Olsen, at least give them a couple of chances to pad some stats. Yeah, another guy that you talk about as far as bench assets, Forrest Wall. His speed is going to be an asset as it it, it has been in the past two games that we've gone to extra innings in mm-hmm. against the Phillies. He scored in both of them just because of how quick he is, and that's going to help us in the playoffs. And as far as load management is concerned, I know a lot of these guys want to play every single day. Like Acuna has said that he wants to play every day, and I'm sure Skipper Brian Snicker would – would honor that, but I'm sure that he wants to give these guys a rest before we go into the playoffs. But again, you don't want these guys to get into a slump because they get cold. Yeah, I've seen it before where we've done this, where guys may be chasing something. Chipper did one year. He was chasing something. I forgot what it was. It may have been home run, maybe third base home runs, uh, surpassing Bob Horner or something like that And uh, for the Braves. And what they did is they basically gave him two ABs. And after his two ABs or – or after the starter was pulled, it was like, sorry, you 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 get your chance during the first part of the, the game. And then after that, we got to make sure you don't try to do something dumb like, you know, leg out a ground ball and pull something or run it. You know, if you're Ronald, he loves to go back hard on fly balls against the wall. So you don't want him knocking knees against a fence post or, you know, a wrist bending in the wrong direction and that hurting him at the plate. Uh, he could still be in the field, but it would hurt him as far as ABs are concerned. So uh, I don't know what Snit's plan is. I know that he said we'll cross that bridge when we get there. He does all that, and uh, he doesn't like to. He likes to live in the moment rather than the future. But it will be interesting to see how they are able to kind of get some time split between those guys and get some of those guys like the Pilars, like you know, like the Walls, some chances because well, he, even though we've used him on the bases. He's a late sub. He's going to have to be in the field. So I know they want to get him some, some, you know, some efforts out there somewhere in left if need be, or even in center if they have to, if they have to move somebody over. And Lopez as well. You can put him on that list. But yeah. a beautiful thing we have now that we didn't have back then when Chipper was playing is now the National League has a DH. So mm-hmm. you can throw him out there as a DH. They won't have to play on defense, and they can just try to rake up stats on offense. That could help a little bit, but still, there's always running that risk. Yeah, exactly. Let me pause real quick for a uh, a break so we can thank our sponsor, and that's our new one of our newest sponsors, and it couldn't be better fit. Is Ford Stokes, founder and president of Active Wealth, 
host of Active Wealth Show, AM920, the answer, the author of the informative book, Annuity 360, new primary sponsor, and the best part about it, Ford wants to give each and every Brave fan a free gift, his book, Annuity 360. All you got to do is go to annuity360.net, provide your contact information. Ford's going to be sending you a complimentary copy of the book, absolutely free. Incredible opportunity for you to gain insight into protecting and growing your hard-earned wealth. Now, it's important to note Ford and his team at Active Wealth, they specialize in assisting pre-retirees and retirees. Ford and his team are eager to assist you in making the most of your financial resources. Again, for that book and to get in touch with those guys, go to annuity360.net. That's annuity360.net. Uh, Olson sounded as if the home run record is not really that much of a thing for him as he's now tied it with 51 and uh, and I'm sure he'll probably break it within the next. I don't know. He could go on one of those stretches where he goes a week and a half without hitting one, but I don't. I don't see that happening because he seems to be heating up again. Uh, it seems, based on his post game comments over the last couple of games, he's all about October. He's not really worried about the individual records at this point. And I know some people say he's been a team guy, but he genuinely comes across as a guy that's that way. Yeah, and I think it kind of goes back to him playing at Oakland for so many years. He was the big fish in a small pond over in Oakland. He was the guy that led in stats every single year, led in homers, led in average. So he's used to doing that every single year for Oakland, but he never won anything. He never was able to make the playoffs and make a run and get a win a World Series. And that is the biggest draw to playing in the major leagues is you want to win a World Series. And that is what Matt Olson's focus is. He would love to get the home run record i'm sure but mm. right now he wants to win in october i've said it over and over and uh, and i put that in those that i sent to you he has absolutely exceeded any of my expectations uh we went back and even looked at some of the first of the year pods and i was talking to zach blackerby and i was talking to Lindsey crosby about it and i said give me a guy that hits 260 with 30 home runs that's all i need over at first base because everybody was talking about replacing freddie replacing Fred. I was like don't need to replace freddie just give me a 260 guy with 30 home runs. So that means he can hit for power and he's still going to be out there and get on base every two and a half times uh, or, or two and a half out of every 10 times that he gets to the plate. He has done that above and beyond as far as this season is concerned. Yeah, he kind of upped the ante as he's hitting 281 with 51 homers and 128 RBIs and 94 walks to go along with that. He's seeing the ball really well. Mm -hmm. He's playing pretty well at first. Sometimes he it looks like, well, how did he win a gold glove? And then other times it's like, yeah, I see why he did it. <laughs> but he's, he has been great at first base, and there is no replacing Freddie. Freddie still, mm -hmm. if you look at the MVP voting, as you see, he's in the top five. He and Matt yeah. Olson are neck and neck in that MVP voting. But Matt has come into his own this year as an Atlanta Brave, and it's been a beautiful thing to watch. Looks like Kyle Wright may be here to stay. No plan start in Miami, but he is right now, as far as projections are concerned, if you look on the Braves website, you look on ESPN's website, you look on any baseball website, uh, it looks like he's projected to go game one against the Phillies when they return home from Miami at Truist. Yeah, I think he's still kind of getting his feet wet in the major leagues. He looked good in some starts in Gwinnett, but then he was on and off again like he has been for his whole Braves career. Last year was really the first year that he was just on it every single time he went out there. He has been kind of an ebbs and flows type of pitcher over his career, and he's shown that this year once again as he struggled a little bit. But I feel like once he gets back in the routine, with the, we talked about this last week, you get back in the major league routine, you're not getting sent down, called back mm -hmm. up, and having all that travel and all that stress on your mind – once he's back in Atlanta with the Major League squad, he can practice there and hang out and get back 
into his normal routine of what he had been doing in Atlanta before he got injured. And I think that'll help him a lot, especially coming back home. I think it's invaluable what they can do. And Lindsey called that too, by the way, called him getting that opening start against the Phillies uh, whenever the Braves return home so he can perform in front of his hometown crowd. But you talk about being with the team. And we mentioned this last time, but I think it just goes beyond like the four walls of a classroom when you think what he can do sitting in the dugout and talking to these guys that have seen these guys play every day and that have seen players that they faced players. You can read what you want on a scouting report. Sometimes a pitcher will say, look, I know the scouting report says this, but that cutter that I threw him over and over and over, he could not touch last time. So, you know, maybe they try something of that nature. Same thing with your catchers. People forget he hasn't been with his catchers. I mean, I know he threw with Darno last year, but he hadn't really thrown with Murphy. So if he gets stuck with Murph behind the plate, uh, it's going to be a whole lot better on him spending that everyday time, having some bullpen sessions, throwing to him and kind of hearing Murphy Murphy finding out about him too. Like, what do you like? What do you like in this? What do you like in a one-two count? What do you like in a full count? You know, are you comfortable throwing something off speed when – you do have a full count instead of going fastball up or fastball in. So uh, I think that kind of stuff goes so much further. Like you said, getting that routine every day instead of hopping up and down and playing with, I don't know, six different catchers and three different third basemen and uh, three different middle infielders because they're moving them around trying to find guys to get to the next level. So uh, just the familiarity has got to be something good for him. Yeah, you've got to get a read on a different person pretty much every single day when you're playing in Gwinnett or at any minor league level. And as you said, being able to be in the dugout on an off day and you could chop it up with a Charlie Morton or a Max Freed, these guys that have so much experience, they can help you a lot because they face these hitters over and over again. And then you have Darno and Sean Murphy, two of the best catchers in the game. Sean Murphy, one of the best defensive catchers, Yeah. period. And coming from Oakland, like Matt Olson, another guy that was a leader over in Oakland and was known for his defensive prowess, not really for what he did at the plate. Mm. And I'm sure he has tips and tricks that he can give to Kyle Wright. And as their chemistry starts to grow, you'll see that battery get better. See, and it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning, all-stars. I mean, there there is not a team in the league, National League or American League, that have two catchers that are all-stars. And so I think that that is just absolutely phenomenal that uh, those guys have got that to bring to the table. With that said, possible playoff scenario. Uh, Braves looking to – going to win the division, so they're going to get that pass there and, and face those wild-card winners and uh, or wild-card winner. Looking at Cubs or Phils, possibly, what are you thinking? I'm sick of the Phillies. I don't want to <laughs> play the Phillies anymore. We've seen enough of them this year. We play them enough every single year. Get them out. Get them mm. out of here. I'll play the Cubs. Give me Wrigley Field. Give me Dansby Swanson. I want them over the Phillies because the Phillies is a trap game. It has It's a trap series, a trap game. They knocked us out last year. They beat up on Spencer Strider last year. And hopefully Strider takes it to them tomorrow. But yeah, I, I do say- not want to see the Phillies again. No, and I say the same thing. I mean, I don't really want either one of them. I kind of wish somebody would have come from behind and made a charge and uh, and been able to make their way into that. But the Cubs, I mean, just in the in the division that they're playing in, it's going to allow them to uh, to grab probably something. So uh, I I really want the I I want the Phillies, but I don't want the Phillies. I don't want the Phillies because of what we've seen in this series, where they can do just like the Braves and they can put up a lot of runs in very few innings, and they can do it against any pitcher, a starter 
middle reliever, your closer. They don't seem to be afraid to face anybody. So uh, it's one of those, it's kind of pick your poison. I don't want, the one thing I don't want to do, and I know the Braves won't do this because they're pros and, and they know how this goes and they know how the playoffs work. I don't want everybody looking ahead thinking, what are we going to do against L.A.? I, I don't want that. I mean, take care of business at hand. Try to put it down as quickly as possible and go ahead and get out of it. And that way they can be successful and make their way possibly against L.A. Because it looks like we're probably going to play L.A. if we move on and then get a chance at the World Series. So right now it's all about wrapping up the division and securing that home field advantage. And then hopefully some guys can get a couple of A.B.s and sit the bench for a while after that. Yeah, it goes back to what Crosby wrote about a week or so ago. Do you want to be number one in the National League or number two in the National League? Because you may have a more favorable matchup being the number two seed instead of the number one seed. But we're not playing for second place. We're playing to be the number one seed and have that home field advantage all throughout playoffs. And I wrote about the home field advantage and how pivotal it is for the Braves. And the numbers are staggering. If you go back and look at the 2021 season alone, we were seven and one at home in the playoffs mm. and four and four on the road. So you really want to be in front of your home fans and have that crowd jumping as they do every single time we play. And it's, it's a huge advantage and we're not just going to give that up. Hopefully those guys that were in the comments last time that said home field doesn't mean anything. We'll go back and read that article so they can see seven to one versus four and four. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and then they can get back with us and say the home field doesn't make a big deal. <laughs> Facebook comments no more than we do. You, you know that. <laughs> Absolutely love it. So uh, he is Kyle. I am Ben. He's got, he said he's, uh, he's got an article that's going to be coming out Braves today. It's, it's going to talk about that magic number. You'll see a little insight of what we were talking about. Again, we appreciate you guys listening. Kyle, as always, brother, I greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man.